I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Race for the Ring, episode 56, Digitally Dating with Meredith Golden, dating expert, founder of Spoon Meet Spoon and the Dharma Dating App. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I am really excited to talk to you with our guest today and share some really good dating tips. She is a digital dating expert, literally has made a career of helping people like me and you do better in the dating space world of digital. Um, Basically, she is... um, kind of an expert in the sense of what your profile should look like, what you should say, what you shouldn't say, how you should say it, when you should meet, how you should meet. She gave me a lot of really good advice. I'm going to change my repertoire quite a bit to say the least. Um, Her name is Meredith Golden, and she began her dating entrepreneurial career uh, as the founder of Spoon Meets Spoon, where she was helping people navigate dating apps, in some cases, she'd actually post and like speak on their behalf and swipe for them um, in an authentic way to sort of move things along for her really, really busy clients. But the bulk of her uh, business in that space is really helping people put their best foot forward. And then in addition to that, recently, she's launched a new dating app, which is really good for people like me who have hard times kind of saying bye-bye to uh dating, uh, I guess, uh, dating subjects, if you will, that aren't necessarily a fit. I have an issue being, I don't know, I always feel like I'm being mean. So it's really hard for me to tell somebody that I'm not really interested after, you know, engaging with them a little bit on an app and then, you know, you meet. She also gave me some advice about how to kind of cut the time in half, which I'm definitely implementing, as I mentioned. So the majority of Meredith stays as this relationship expert and digital dating um, phenom is essentially spent creating killer profiles, screening, diagnosing client behavior, coaching singles, how to improve their dating performance, as well as swiping, vetting, texting, and then converting messages into meetings. She's a former psychotherapist, so she brings a lot of that experience um, and knowledge to the table. And she can also 
also a test because of that to how psychology, actions, and feelings affect the dating world. She enjoys just making people happy and finding love, and she's incredible. So I'm really, really, really excited to introduce you to Meredith Golden. Hi, Meredith. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, good. So Meredith, for everybody listening, um, and I go way, way back. I, I I was helping her with some PR back in the day. She is a rock star. She's a, a, like a serial entrepreneur now because she has more than one business. But I'm going to let you share with everybody your n- unique niche because I feel like a lot of Race for the Ring listeners definitely use you um, and tap into your expertise for sure. Thank you. You are so sweet. And I uh, think that you are a huge rock star and I'm so proud of everything you are doing. Thank Um, you. So basically I'm a dating expert. Dating is my favorite topic to talk about and I help singles succeed in dating both online and offline. I'm the founder of Spoon Meets Spoon and I'm also the proud new founder of a new dating app called Dharma. And it's all about helping singles succeed on a dating app and have a really kind, pleasant, happy experience. Um, it's a dating app that isn't the necessary evil. It feels good. Talk to us about, okay, first of all, let's talk about Spoon Meets Spoon. So you help people, they hire you, right? And you basically help them basically be their voice, so to speak, initially, um, and as they monitor, like the, and and I guess, navigate the dating, the digital dating world, right? Well, there's a few packages. The bulk of my business um, isn't so much the dating app ghostwriting, you know, which is where I uh, swipe match, message as the client for the client. Uh, and I just take over the entire process um, done in a very like ethical way that is considerate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, basically someone who wouldn't have a chance with my client, I'm on the other side being like, no, 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 give Bob a chance, giving me a chance. Like I create the opportunity. So everybody wins in the situation. And those exchanges are turned over really, really quickly to the client, you know, to a video chat, and I am extracted. Um, so it's really the two people who connect uh, and and date. It has nothing to do with me, you know, past the first four or five uh, really quick, succinct messages. But the bulk of my work is really um, strategizing, coaching, helping singles succeed, both on and off the app. So the app piece might just be making sure a client is on the right apps, making sure they have a strong profile making sure they're using the right language in their exchanges and the right timing to for exchanges. I will have someone come to me and they're like, I spend an hour a day on the app, seven days a week. I'm like, what are you doing? That is way too much. And it is Oh time- God, I'm lucky if I spend like a minute a day. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> it's- I'm not on it at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, so it's a fine balance, right? If you're not on, you know, at least uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for 20 minutes a day, you know, sweep on Friday and off on the weekends, you're not getting enough consistency to convert those messages to video chats to eventually meet them for a date. And then it becomes, you know, wasted opportunities. People are like, I'm not meeting anyone. Well, let me see what you're doing. Oh, well, there's inconsistency. And then there are people who are flooded with activity and they're spending so much time and they can't keep up with all the activity, right? And those also are missed opportunities or it's too much information or they don't know how to convert the messaging to a video chat, and then they never meet, and then it's just a time suck. Um, so there's a lot of uh, work just helping people get set up and then helping them strategize and helping them save time, be efficient, and win to get to the the meet, which is the ultimate goal, and then really screening. You know, I'll have some people like, oh, no, I met him, not my husband. Well, 
that's not what the first meet is for. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but that's for if you even want to have a second meet, right? It's exactly. It's oh, you know, here's how we qualify it. Did you, how, here's how we assess. Did you have enough fun? Did you feel comfortable in your own skin to have a dialogue? Yes or no? I mean, if the answer is no, then that's not your person. But yeah, I had a good time. I was able to sort of relax and share, you know, my story and, and give some fun anecdotes and, and laugh. Okay, great. Did you think they were good looking enough? Eh, not really sure. Okay, could you see yourself kissing them? I don't want to throw up at the idea. Well, that's a win. Great. Um, <laughs> because you don't know chemistry until you have an interaction. Yeah, you know, so funny. Well, it's true. Yeah, that's that's true. A lot of them, I'm thinking, I would throw up. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think back to my dating days. Obviously, I'm married. Um, but for such a long time now. But I think back to people that, like, you know, high school, college, even my 20s, where I'm like, oh, I would never. And then I did, and I was like, oh, that was fun. Who saw that coming? Right. Like, yeah. you don't know. Um, and and so those are the two areas that you assess, and then it's really sort of like what you said, like a scale. Did I have a good enough time that I could do this again? Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're not deciding mm-hmm. if, if you're going to accept a proposal. Um, and, and, <laughs> no. Well, but that's you say no. I think that's a desperate client if someone's saying that. I mean, in my opinion. Like, that's, that's pathetic. Desperation. It's not desperation. It's um, not? No. What it is is it's um, they have been dating probably, you know, since they were 15, like Charlotte from Sex and the City. And, <laughs> you know, they're around, you know, they're 26, 27, 28, and all their friends are getting engaged. And yeah. so they're yeah. hearing these stories from their friends. Oh, yeah, I met Bob. I met Joe. I met Abe. And, oh, I knew right away. Right? And so they're thinking. Is that true, Meredith? No. I'm- no. I don't believe that either. Well, I mean, I truly don't. I think you, you click know. with people and there's chemistry, but how do you know that that's your husband? Like, I mean, you know this, right? Like at this stage of the game, you can think you hit it off with someone. You look around all your friends who are like, oh yeah, he's my husband. And you know what? They're divorced now. Because there's so yeah. much more that goes into, it's not just fun and laughing and, you know, getting drunk and waking up in the morning and having breakfast together, right? There's That's not what it is to like be in a relationship. Dating is dating. And then there's relationship. And then when you get married, there's so much. Uh, I'm not oh, a God. relationship expert. It's, it's like, yeah, but, especially when you're so much, kids and everything. Oh my God. It's craziness. It's yeah. craziness. It can, you know, yeah. there's so much that goes on. So even if you think they're the one, so much life gets in the way, right? Like man plans yeah. and God laughs. So no, like anyone who's like, they're the one, you know, may they be so lucky and I hope that they're right. But when you look at the longitudinal like research of just like your peer group of who said they were with the one and who, which relationships lasted, I, you know, I had friends who like skipped to get married and they're like, I don't know, is this the right thing? You know, they're the ones who are the happiest now, right? Yeah. There's so much that goes into being happy. You don't know. Yeah. And then there are people yeah. who are so certain and, you know, five years later, they're like, oh, that didn't work out. Okay. Well, it was a learning experience. You know, let's move on. Um, but my point is you just, you, you just don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah. you have to give people a chance and be open to get the ring. <laughs> If that's to what you want. Rig, that's if very want. true. I think yeah. I have a different mindset because I'm divorced and I'm not in a rush because I have kids already and I don't want more. And I mean, I do want to get married again, but I also don't want to make a mistake. And I love my life and I like my independence and I'm so busy with my career and I have a lot of girlfriends and like I'm very busy, busy. In, with my personal life too, not just professionally. So 
it's funny. I go on these like meets, as you say, right, with these dates, and I'm just so like laid back. I'm like, hey, what's up? I mean, even if I'm not attracted to them, like now that I have this podcast in my mind, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to use this date as research for a content (laughs) for my podcast. (laughs) And I've got some, (laughs) I've had some good content um, research dates. Sure, you have, right? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So I want to get into some of like the do's and don'ts and like profile stuff. But before we do that, we'll segue backwards. I want you to talk to us about your dating app. That's so exciting. And tell us a little bit about what makes it different than other apps out there and all that good stuff. I might subscribe myself. Well, you, it's free. So you should definitely check it out and you're in the area. So absolutely go on. Um, So basically the key feature that differentiates Dharma from the other dating apps all dating apps connect. Like if you look at all of them, right? What do they do? They connect. That's the platform. That's that's the purpose they serve. They all have some different bells and whistles, but they connect. What Dharma does is it really helps singles date better. And it uh-huh. gives closure, confidential, kind, constructive feedback, whether, if you want it. And so uh, let's say, you know, um, let's say you and I go on a date, right? And we could do this, whether we meet on a dating app, you know, that's not Dharma, or we meet at the coffee bodega, we meet on a different dating app, whatever it is. But we go on, you know, two great dates. And I think we are hitting it off. Like, I think we have a spectacular time. I think that, you know, you're going to propose to me. Um, <laughs> I've decided, I've told all my friends, Mindy's going to propose to me. But then all of a sudden you blow me off. And I'm like, huh, what gives? Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And so I go into Dharma, I've got your cell because we've gone out. I enter your cell and you get a text from Dharma that says, Hey, Mindy, looks like you met Meredith. In the spirit of generating some good dating karma, can you please give Meredith some constructive and kind feedback? And you click on a link and you can close it any way you want. You can say, you know, Meredith was great, but I got back together with my ex. So I have closure and I don't have to sit there going, huh, what's up? What happened? What did I do? Oh, that's cool. Okay. Or, or you can say, um, uh, while Meredith was attractive, fun and intelligent, she drank too much. Yeah. Um, and that's my, f- and it's drop down. So you can't write in anything mean. It's all pre-selected options. You so don't have, takes- I was going to throw up if I kiss them as one of the, dra- um, well, <laughs> I'm joking. Well, that <laughs> option is just unfortunately no chemistry. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, a every much, area much more PC covered. way to put it. Yes. Yes. Okay. No chemistry, okay. which is fine. I uh, thought you were great, but I didn't feel a romantic connection. Um, okay. And so there's various options and it's all constructive stuff that people do on the dates that shoot themselves in the foot that they don't realize that they're doing. And knowing you're still your authentic self, you're not changing. But I always get the story at a client who decided to be 20 to 30 minutes late for every single Bumble date she ever went on. You know what? She didn't get a second date for like three years and she couldn't figure out why. Yeah. And I happened to have caught her. Um, she was meeting someone at six o'clock and it was five fifty-eight. and I texted her and I said, Hey, I know you're running into the day. Quick question for you. She goes, Oh, I'm like still, you know, 30 minutes away. I was like, Oh my God, that's so rude. So uh, rude. And I said, well, did you text him to let him know? And she's like, no. Be sitting there waiting for you. For our that's... first dating at meet. I was like, you're not texting him. She's like, no, I never do. I go, you know, it was like mic drop. I was like, this is why you're not getting second dates. I mean, she was beautiful, smart, well-educated, funny, I, you know, in general, kind. Yeah. But in this, she totally, I mean, if you knew her resume, your jaw would drop. And I was like, how, is this, is this what you do? Are you late to all your dates? She's like, oh my God, all the time. And I was like, this is why, why? You're not Does she do it on purpose. Like she thinks she's fashionably late or she's I, just this uh, habitual. I think, she was, I think she was clueless to be honest. And I, I don't think she That's realized. Fine. Well, but she fixed it. 
and then got a boyfriend within three months. That's good. But the point is people do things that they don't realize that they're doing. And, you know, friends aren't on the date, so they can't give that feedback. But when you get it, you know, I happen to have like interrupted her in that moment where I was able to put the pieces together and figure out what she was doing. Because I was puzzled. I'm like, why is this woman not getting, you know, second and third dates? It didn't add up to me because she was so great. And then I realized and I was like, this is what you're doing. Go fix that and you'll meet someone. And that's sort of the what Dharma is about. It gives people this information. It closes the loop. So you're not going, huh, what did I do? Is this continuing? Is it over? Is, is you know, it, it makes the process feel better because so much of dating is stressing out and worrying about, well, are we getting together again? You know, he said he was going to text me, but he didn't text me. You know, if you know the door is closed and it's over, it frees up your brain space to stop worrying. Yeah, and, yeah. And if you, and it's, it's a nice way to end it without having to have a conversation with someone. Having the yeah, conversation can be really awkward. It's, it's it can awkward. Be so awkward. Yeah. So I, I went on a date with this guy a couple weeks ago. He's really nice and he's cute. Um, you know, I have to be honest. Like the only thing with him is that for me, as I wasn't overly attracted to him, like I didn't feel like a lot of chemistry, but he's so nice and he's cool and we have a lot in common and things like that so now he like asked me on the second date and I was like I'm so nice I don't know what to say because I don't want to be like I don't feel like you should use dharma or I know I do I know that's what I'm saying like I would close your button and you press it and he basically will get a message you know hey We'll call him, you know, Tony, because we don't know his name. Uh, hey, yeah. Tony, uh, looks like you met Mindy. In, in lieu of Mindy ghosting you, she's going to give you some information. Click here. And then he sees, like, you know, you were great, but didn't feel a connection. Wishing you all the best. Yeah. And that way, you, exactly. That way you I, too, I would love to be his friend. Though. He's so cool. And so I told him yes, because I... <laughs> But now I have to break it. I'm like, oh, that's so stressful. Like, uh, whatever. I don't know. I have to figure out. Well, I don't have Dharma yet, but I will have Dharma. I didn't meet him on Dharma, so I have to figure out a Dharma answer. But no, but you don't need to be on Dharma as long as you have a cell. Dharma does the work for you. Oh, Dharma will contact him for me. Anyone, Dharma can contact any date you've been on, whether it's a Dharma date or a non-Dharma date. Okay. And that's then you, cool. Yeah, you anyone could use Dharma and anyone can use the closure or the feedback of Dharma. Okay. Even if okay. it's with a bumble, hinge, Tinder, you know, fat okay. party date. Whoever it is, you get your answer. He was you a, the, I think I think I met him on J Swipe, I think. Or J Swipe. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Okay. As as you have okay. Tell, it works. Okay, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So it's with for the Dharma dates. Do you sub- do you have to subscribe for the Dharma dates? Nope, Is there any totally subscription? Free. Nope, well, how do you totally make free. money from this app? Meredith as an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, well, you have to you have to start charging, my love. Um, somehow those are upgrades later, but there's like other buckets for revenue, and also the spoon meat spoon services get incorporated into the app later. Okay, good, good, good. Um, there's just always thinking as or. You know, yes, I love this it. lady. I love it. And okay. um, there's so much opportunity uh, for revenue for later. But really, right now, my focus is on helping singles succeed and giving them a platform that doesn't feel like a necessary evil, you know, to, to bring love and light and an enlightened, kind community to dating. You know, you've got people on an app who want to do better, they want to be better. And yeah, that's they want to right. do better and be better to other people. Like, you know, date, car, uh, Dharma is dating karma, right? You pay it forward. Oh, I was just going to ask you, why did you come up with that name? That makes sense. Then took the D from dating and karma. I love that. Yeah. Very, very and then, cool. And then dharma also means um, truth. Oh. Uh, so it's like truth and dating to help people. 
Okay. Love it. Yeah, okay. I'm all you. over that. I'm going to download it after we we're thank finished you. recording. Yeah, of I course. I appreciate it. Of course. All right. So let's dive back into Spoon Meets Spoon and share some of the tricks of the trade. Okay. So I did a little due diligence myself just researching. I know like obviously dating apps are not new to say the least, but I think in the COVID climate that we're still unfortunately in and hopefully coming out of, that's been like basically a lifeline for a lot of pe- single people like myself to to still have a connection to other single people because it's very, you're not going out, you're not meeting in restaurants the way perhaps once were or a bar or something of that nature. So it's been harder. Although I will say I have sort of met a few organically over the last year. Um, the majority of the people I've talked to have come from apps. So at any rate, um, yeah. yeah. So they're part of our culture. They're obviously not going away anytime soon, thankfully. Um, <laughs> especially for you. Um, nope. Going <laughs> yeah. nowhere. No, it's all good. It's all good. So um, essentially, what have you seen, like uh, taking Dharma out of the picture, what other apps? Do you have any favorites? Do you have any particular apps that are better for certain types of people? Um, anything like that? I know there's obviously apps that are geared towards, you know, political views or obviously religious views or obviously sexuality review like um views and things of that nature but what do you think if you don't have an answer to that question that's totally fine i was just curious yeah i do i I mean i will have people come to me like well i'm a vegan and so i want to go on an app where the vegans are and you know what it doesn't really matter if you know you're a vegan and he's vegan or you know she's vegan uh because if you go on an app and there's a hundred people you don't really have that big of a pool and the opportunity is limited. You need to go on an app where, where there's an excessive amount of people um, and you can use your filters on the apps. I mean, I love Bumble. I love Hinge. I, you know, even like Tinder for the right person. Um, they, Who's they the all, right person for Tinder, Marith? I'm curious. The right person for Tinder is is um probably, well, let me just a say A younger this. person? Like someone in their no. 20s? No. So- you know, Tinder wallet has the reputation of like a hookup app and not yeah. post it. It, it. If I have someone who is sort of, you know, exhausted, you know, um, some of the other apps, then I'll put them on Tinder because now there's a ton of overlap. I mean, I will see the same person on all the apps, you know, mm-hmm. but, but it's 20 to 30% of a new crop of people that we maybe missed mm-hmm. on Bumble or Hinge mm-hmm. um, or Coffee Me Bagel or OkCupid. And so then I'm on Tinder and I'm like, oh, look at that. And, you know, do I see some stuff on Tinder that I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, of course, <laughs> yeah. I see stuff. It, it, you know, but, but that's the population in many respects that there people are there for that and they get what they want and that's fine. Uh-huh. But then there are also people who are genuinely looking to meet someone and they're not on it for a one night stand. They're on it because mm-hmm. they want to date people. And, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's opportunity for connections and dating. Yeah, I have a friend that met his girlfriend on um on Tinder, <coughs> excuse me, a couple years ago, and they're still together. So definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've not been on that me. app, but I, I don't know. I just I only do one at a time because I barely have time for the one that I'm on. Well, I just kind of switch it around. But yeah, one at cool. a time is the way to go. I think I sent you, you my. Think so? uh, you don't I think, think it's I, good to be on a lot at the same time? No, 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 no. I think I sent you my dating paradigm document a while ago. Maybe I'll resend it to you so you have it. But the yeah, you're on one app at a time. Otherwise, you can't be consistent. People, uh, no one has the brain space to juggle two, three apps. Um, and if you're inconsistent, then opportunities are missed. And like you forget to respond to someone. And then, you know, you can't circle back like 10 days later. Like, oh, yeah, you asked me for Tuesday. Sorry about that. No, because they've moved on. There's too much volume and too much competition. Um, one app at a time. 
Is there a certain way to answer? I got criticized by someone on the app tonight, actually. Um, he rarely writes. I mean, I don't on the app that much. And I know that's my own, my own fault. But even still, like, he doesn't write that often. So he wrote and I wrote him back. And then he wrote like a few days later and I wrote him back. It may have not been like the same. I think it was the same day. I don't know. Or like a day, like within a 24 hour period. But <laughs> last night he wrote me, I see that you only give me three word answers. I was like, oh, oh my God. But he asked like really quick questions. So what would you suggest? Like for uh, us, like elaborating? I'm like, what the hell, dude? Ask a bigger, well, better question then. <laughs> but did you ask him a question back? I didn't. No. Oh. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, is that what yeah. you're supposed to do? Ask a question. Back? Yeah, you gotta I think ask. I may have in one of them. One of them was specifically about. I guess I could have turned it back. To so the rule of thumb is, um, you want to sort of respond to what they've asked you. Um, now if someone asks you six questions, don't respond to all six questions. You don't have the time. You don't need to. Right. You can save some stuff if you're having. You want to preserve your small talk bucket for when you meet. But let's say yeah. someone asks you six questions, which happens sometimes. And it's like, who has time to write a novel? You know, respond to one or two questions and then ask them one question back. And it's enough. And you're going to do that, you know, five, six times and then and then convert it to, hey, it's been really fun uh, connecting here. If I'm not being too forward, any interest in saying a quick hello, we can schedule some time through the app, through the video chat option on here. And then you're scheduling your video chat as a screening tool. And you're really only going to budget 30 minutes for the video chat. Um, if someone after 10 minutes, you, it, listen, the truth is the way that someone presents in a profile is not always how they are in person. Um, no, someone, I know. No. That was one of my other topics. So we'll get to that yeah. in a second. Someone can but yeah, great. And then you get on, a, you know, and you see them in a video, you're like, ooh, or someone can see if and you're not really sure. And then you get on video chat, and you're like, oh, they're lovely. You don't know. So you want to sort of budget 30 minutes. You know, you invest 10, benefit of the doubt. If someone is creepy or weird, oh, I, my dog just put the leash in the mouth. I, oh, I think he must have eaten something. I have to go, right? Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. It was great to connect, but my dog's going to go to the bathroom in the apartment. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and you sort of, and you get off. doesn't matter whether or not you really have a dog. You know, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. you're not wasting your time and you're not wasting their time. And when you know, you know, and there's no... Yes, there's kindness and good manners, um, but you're not just saying you're a jerk and getting off. You right. Know, you're creepy. Ew. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I've got a crisis, uh, and, right, and you get right. off, and that's okay. Um, right, right, right. You, you use that sparingly. Most of the time, it's not going to happen. But after you know, 25, 30 minutes with someone, you know, you know, and also you don't want to keep going because then when you actually meet after that, you don't have anything to talk about because you've already exhausted all of your small talk bucket on that video chat. And then so you think, think the that video chat is a, not to interrupt you, but yeah. I want to ask you the video. I don't do the video chat. Oh, well, you should. Here's why. Yeah, because it saves the time of the meet. All right, go ahead. You tell me why. Yes, because you are busy. Yes. You have kids. You yes. run a business. You're writing yes. these books. You have a yes. podcast. You have friends. Yes. You have a life oh, yeah. in between, you know, New York and Philly. You are busy. I am. I'm lucky if I wash my hair half the time. Go on. Oh my God. Wash your hair. I mean, I'm like on like a once a week schedule. It's pathetic. Same. But, That's what I'm but, talking about. Dirty hair all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I showered today. Um, yeah. But so you don't have time for this. And and just exactly what we talked about. Uh, someone can seem great. And then you're like, ew, or vice versa. So and you're, you're stuck at the stupid restaurant. And you're Gave stuck. up your night and you're, and you're pissed off because you wasted an outfit and makeup. And you could have been watching a good movie, hanging out with your dog, Parker. Go on. That's right. <laughs> and you know what else you did? 
you like got on a subway or you walked to the place or um, that money on an Uber. Uber. It's time commuting that you're never going to get back. Um, and then like once you show up and let's say you ordered a drink, you're stuck there drinking the drink. At least totally. if you're on a video chat, you screen and you're really committing to 10 minutes, 10 minutes, even like a horrible uh, drink meet, which you might just show up for and be in and out in 45 minutes, getting there, getting back, it's still 90 minutes of your time. So if you have a choice between 10 minutes of investing or 90 minutes, 10 minutes is the better option. And that way you're screening to see if you want to invest 90 minutes. I love it. You have okay. to save your time. Otherwise, people hate the process. It becomes miserable. Okay. So I, I've been talking to this other guy um, and we were, he actually suggested to do a FaceTime or something. And I was like, okay. And then I, to me, I'm like, I'm so busy. I don't even want to talk on the phone, but I'm going to flip it in my mind and think to myself, I'm going to save the time on the back end if it's not a fit as opposed to giving up the time on a, on a phone call or like a video chat or whatever. I think don't do audio, by the way, audio doesn't no video. You got to see it. I get it. I get it. Totally. All the apps have video capability in the app. Don't give someone your information. You don't need to. Okay. Good, you good wanna, point. You want to yeah. screen. Um, people will uh, end up giving their information. Someone can see where you live. You know, you give you give someone your phone number. They they know where you live. They can um, they know where you work. They can pull up every single personal piece of data. You don't want to give that to someone. But you screen, and then if you're going to go meet them, then you know you've already vetted, and then you can exchange phone numbers. All right. So I'm going to do this video chat with this guy. Yeah, we, had, we have a date set, but it's not for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to do a video chat with him before and I'll just play. I'm like, you know, I should do that video chat you suggested you to make sure because I don't want to give up on a, a night if it's not going to be. No, you um, could be hanging out with your good, dog. But you never know. Yeah. You never know. Um, yeah. And it, it helps people from getting so, um, it, it decreases dating fatigue. That's when people get so miserable. They're like, oh, you know, it's such a time suck. I mean, all of those minutes you can save, you can be doing, you know, SoulCycle, Peloton, watching Netflix, you know, showering, washing our hair, (laughs) (laughs) writing my last chapter for my book that's due in two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great advice. Okay. Now, back to the do's and don'ts. So um, one of the ones I searched up says basically searched up, I sound like my 12 year old daughter, don't use sexual innuendos in your dating bio. I hundred obviously not no no but the but they people do and like i feel like also they put these gross pictures i mean maybe tinder it was more like on in on trend but like if the guy has a shirtless photo or they have a picture of his like you know jeans the top of his jeans yes like, it's, show it's his six pack like i don't want to see that dude like no, don't that's do that gross yeah. right uh, you know, it's counterintuitive because I have guys that are like, yeah, but I look so great. And I'm like, well, you, you can wear me. a tight fitting shirt or like tight. Sh- I don't know. Like There's don't be in a frumpy sweatshirt like I am right now, you know, like just show your physique. You don't have There's to be ways. like. There's two ways to do it, right? Like the shirtless gym selfie picture that doesn't yield anyone the results that they want. They don't know that it doesn't, but it does it. But right. if you're at the beach with your friend, you know, and someone threw a football to you and like they caught you, you know, mid catch oh, smiling cool. and it looks natural, yeah. then that's yeah. fine. You know, if you're on the surfboard and you're, you know, got it and you want to flaunt it, that's fine. There's an appropriate way to do it. But, um, you know, the picture that's literally like of, and I see it more on Tinder than some of the other apps, like literally like of the crotch shot, you know, no. Oh. But here's the thing to each their own. And so. You know, there may be people out there that respond to that. 
It is not my clients. Um, and it is not the population that I engage with, but you know, maybe it works for them. I don't, I, that population who's doing that probably wants something different than, than, you know, yeah, the thousands of people so. I engage with. Um, yeah, they say they want a relationship, but they don't. <laughs> maybe not. Or, maybe or not. Those, those people are probably really quick to say like, hey, I'm just looking to hook up. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, your profile pictures uh, needs to be clear. No sunglasses, no hats, looking at the camera, smiling, no bike helmet. No one looks great in a bike helmet. I'm sorry, no matter how hot you are, it's not flattering. Um, it's ugly. I think they're hideous. Don't wear a bike helmet ever. Don't wear your in bike a helmet. Picture. Hold it in your hand. Or on Instagram for that matter. Please don't. Just, right. Like keep all your pictures consistent because you're only as attractive as your least attractive photo. And so even if you're killing it in the most like best possible way, on your Bumble profile and then someone figures out who you are and they go and they search you and your Instagram is public and they see your Instagram photo and you're like literally in your like itty bitty tight yeah, biking shorts and a helmet, you know, that's the picture that sticks with the person and resonates. I'm like, oh, they're yeah. not so cute. Um, Screams out dork. <laughs> which is unfortunate because they could be great. Um, but yeah. you have to put your best foot forward. Um, so photos, you know, clear See your face. Um, don't have a picture with like your 18 best friends. And people yeah. will always say this to me. They're like, well, why can't I have this one picture with my best friend? So whether or not your best friend is more attractive than you or not, it is distracting. And it's not, and, and I sound like a jerk for saying this, it's not about that you need to be the best looking person in the room, yeah. but people need to focus on you. And why even risk dimming your light in a shallow situation? Dating apps, Given the nature of them, you're being swiped on a picture. Someone is looking at your picture in a nanosecond and deciding if they're attracted to you. You could be equally as beautiful as your best friend, but you put the two of you in a picture. First of all, they don't know who you are. Right. And then, and then they're like, it's distracting and it detracts. And there's no right. reason to take away from how attractive you are um, because you want someone to include you and advance in the process. Again. Right. It doesn't mean you need to be, you know, the ideal of a 10 to get someone to invest in you. It just means, you know, to each their own, right? Everyone finds a different person attractive. Um, And it's not just physical, what makes you attractive, but you want to keep yourself in the running. Mm -hmm. And so don't put your best friend next to you. Um, and don't put kids in a picture. Uh, if oh, I hate me, that. It's, it's, I despise yeah. that. I'm like, I don't want to see your kids. Like, I have kids. I love kids. But, like, I'm not ready for the kids yet. I was talking to this guy. Oh, who <laughs> was 10 Is that really I how give... you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Is that really, really, really yeah. I could go on and on, but I'm I'll just sure. leave it at the oh. yeah. So, anyway. um we met we actually did that would have been a good video chat off but it wasn't it was a date so we met but before the meeting he would like send me videos of his kids i'm like dude stop sending me videos of your kids like i don't even know your kids like i don't know you i don't want to see your videos of your kids i'm like no i don't even like talk about my kid i just mentioned i have kids because i think that's important if someone doesn't want kids like in a relationship but like i don't get into details of my kids unless they have kids similar age they might be like oh do they play sports like just to small talk kind of stuff but oh yeah no don't back to the profiles don't yeah. put pictures of the kids totally agree even if their face is blacked out like well just don't can, do it well, why if if you have a picture if the only good picture you have of yourself is with you know your eight-year-old at soccer Stop and it. Check, well you the, sometimes the picture doesn't pull correctly on the app but blur out their face because the x 
doesn't want their kid on a oh, dating. Oh yeah, and it's all it's not safe for the kids. I'm not even talking kids. about that. Like I just don't even put the just if you if it needs to be used well, to the picture, fine, I guess. Um, but you could also edit it so it's just you. Yes, but don't put. I mean, just the, the, you've got some options. If you're cropping it and you can't get it to sit right, so that you're looking your best, most attractive self, just censor the face out, blur it. Um, yeah, the identity of your kids. Um, yeah. there's no need for it. Um, no, it's not fair to the kid. I would die. No, no, like, no, no. <laughs> I would die. Um, and then just going back to what you were saying with group pictures, there. Uh, if I see group pictures, especially if it's the first picture, I don't even like continue to look further. Right, because I'm like, this is too much work. I don't know who you are. This exactly. is super annoying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the first picture is really who you're getting swiped on for. Like you're looking at that first picture, you're making your snap judgment, um, attractive, not attractive, right? Mm -hmm. That first picture should be just you, uh, independent. Again, no glasses, no hats. You can see the face so someone can decide yes or no. Um, people often say to me on a lot of the apps, they're like, oh, but you need six pictures. You actually don't. Um, and there's ways that I describe in working together how you get around that. Oh. You're, you don't, you basically, even if you only have two good photos, you're better off putting your two good photos forward to get you included. Uh-huh. Then putting six and, you know, having like number three, four, five, and six kill you. Um, right. So, right. you know, people say like, oh, well, don't have, don't I have to show myself doing the activities that I love? And I'm like, that picture you sent me of yourself squatting at the gym looks like you're pooping. No, don't include that. Um, <laughs> your photo is, is to get you to advance, right? That your, your photo is what gets you included. Your bio, you know, you're under 300 characters or your three prompts. That is your framework for conversation. So if you're interested in weightlifting, you're better off putting a smiling picture and not showing yourself squatting in a picture, looking like you're pooping. And in your in your um, bio is where you would put, you know, oh, you know, weightlifting, you know, as an activity. And there, that is what you have a conversation about. All right. Um, that's very cool. I like that. It's good advice. Really good advice. Also, like... Another pet peeve of mine is when a guy takes like a selfie of himself in a mirror, but you see like the toilet behind him. I'm like, I don't want to freaking see the toilet. Like, I don't know. That's you don't want to see a selfie I anyway. Look, I look at their house. I'm like, ooh, they're slobs. Like, <laughs> mm. No one should do selfies at this point. I feel like I've told enough people and talked about not doing selfies that everyone should be listening at this point. Um, exactly. Just yeah. enough with the selfies. Uh, especially yeah. the bathroom selfies, the work selfies, no selfies, not that people are in offices really these days. Um, but you don't need a selfie. Sorry. Like there's other ways around it. You've got pictures of yourself. Go find a picture of someone else. The other thing people will say to me is, well, I don't have any good pictures. Okay. Well, guess what? You know, you're an adult. You're probably working. Go get a professional photo. And then someone will say like, oh, I think it looks like I'm trying too hard or they're trying too hard. Here's what I have to say for that. As someone who spent 15,000 hours in the app, it doesn't matter if it's a professional photo, as long as you look good. Someone is just responding to whether or not they find you appealing. Um, and so, you know, maybe it was a photo that was used for Forbes. Well, guess what? That's attractive. Um, right. You know, right. maybe it's maybe it's a picture for your website. Who cares? As long as you look good. Um, and there are ways to do professional photos where it's sort of staged and no one knows that it was taken by a professional. Um, you're sitting on the couch. You're having a cup of coffee. You're playing Monopoly. You're playing a board game. No one knows that it was taken by a pro or your best friend. Um, yeah, you just that's need a true. Good picture. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a headshot in a suit with a tie or you know dress but, or something. But even like still, that. A yeah, headshot, it could be like a, a very casual shot. That it could be a casual like, shot, but if all you have is a headshot from work, and you know, spending one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars to get a professional photo, which will 
you know, increase your match rate probably by 50% when your goal is to meet someone to get the ring for those who that's the objective, or even just, you know, to date, it is worth it. And then, you know, dollar cross average. Well, guess what? You also just got something professional. You can put it on LinkedIn. I know. No, that's true. true. I actually ask their last name and I start looking at other apps, just like, you know, like social media ones, just to see if it's legit. Cause some, you know, that's great. All right. Great, great, great. All right. So Meredith, tell everybody how we can find you. Um, and it, I guess you just go to the app store to get Dharma. Is that right? Yep. Can you so tell you, us can how go, you can go to Google Play or you can go to um, the, the app store and it's Dharma, D-A-R-M-A dating and, you know, put it in. It'll come up. It's free. Uh, give it a try. And then Spoon Meet Spoon is where you can find me if you're interested in working together just for dating success on and off the apps. I'm always happy to help. Awesome. And you're in New York, but you work with people all over the US, right? I am in New York, but location for the dating apps and dating doesn't really matter. I surprisingly, and sometimes I'm shocked, you know, I've worked as far as, you know, Australia, New Zealand, um, all over. I mean, it doesn't really matter as long as I I can have a conversation with someone, it works. That's great because we have a lot of people that listen from Australia. So I love the app. You might get some Aussies calling. I would love it. Dating advice. Okay. Very cool. All right. Thank you so much. It was great to have you. Good oh, luck with everything. So and I'll let you know how Dharma's going for me. Please, please do. I um, mean, let me know how your new uh, video chat screening is working I will. For you. I for sure will. Thank you for that. I'm adding that to my repertoire for sure. Okay. okay. Bye. All right. Bye, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Furco's Fine Jewelry. The family-owned business is best known for their handcrafted statement pieces, engagement rings, and fashion finds. Visit them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry and make them your go-to when shopping for a special gift for a loved one, friend, or for yourself. Race for your ring and use special code MINDY15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.